check a few accounts for the ways to give for Wayman. And I got to around 2,500, and I was like, okay, well, well they, they more than matched it. Brothers and sisters, you gave as a congregation over $4,600. Wow, this is amazing. For those of you who are new to our church, you have to understand we don't get guests a lot, okay? We're kind of the weird cousins nobody wants to go see. That's kind of how we feel. And so when people come around, we're like, yeah, you're our friends. You're our friends, right? You love us, right? Well, come on over. Come on over. Well, don't leave, right? Somebody locked the door. Don't let them leave. You know, that's how I kind of felt. So to see everybody come together at once, this is, this is a, an honor to us. At that same time, two weeks ago, Brother Wayman comes, raising money for, the, uh, for Honduras. We're giving $2,500 out of our mission budget. I said, if you would like to match it as a congregation, you've already given to the mission budget. That's why it's there. But if you want to match it with me, let's go to $5,000. We are now sending him over $7,000. And then I hear that Pastor Ray, can we just play the video in the background while I'm sharing this? Our dear apostle to the Philippines, a spiritual mentor and father to me, Let's me know he's in town now at this time. And I instantly got nervous and I said, you know, as a pastor, we think these things. I got nervous and I said, oh, we've given it all away to the Honduras. I have nothing to give. But the Lord said, no, 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 we're not stingy here. We are not stingy here. And if he's setting the appointments, then he's going to provide. So, brother, we're going to give $2,500 out of our mission budget to the Philippines. In Jesus' name, amen. And then, brothers and sisters, listen to me. If you cannot give because you've already given to Honduras, I forbid you to give then. You cannot give if you can't give. If something in your heart says, I've given enough, I cannot give, I forbid you as your pastor to give. But this is what I say as your friend and pastor, I have to give something. And so I'm going to give another $250, and I'm going to ask whether you're a visitor or someone that's been a part of church, would you pray? to see if you can go with me to match that to 50, to a 2,500 rather, and send our brother back to the Philippines for these dear children, for the churches with $5,000. Would you believe that with me? I, I'm not saying you have to give if you can't. I forbid you to. I forbid you to. Stop it right now. You can't do it. I'm not talking to that person. I'm talking to the person who knows like me, you tuck away your little nuts in your little tree like a little squirrel for times like this. You know what I'm talking about. And if we had a flat tire, we would have the money. If, we, if, 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 if mama needed a new dress because the wedding coming up, we would have the money. Is anybody listening to me? I'm just talking to some of us here. And then there's others of you who just, you, you sacrifice. And that's between you and the Lord. And I would never ask you to do it. But I have to. I have to give. And I want you to hear with, with me this scripture, Psalm 37, 21. As this is playing, we don't have to put up the scripture because I want you to see the work of the Philippines. The wicked borrow and they do not repay. Listen, the wicked borrow and they do not repay. Do you know that the wicked borrow from God his, his oxygen and they don't repay back with praise? The wicked borrow the earth. They take it for golds and diamonds and they wear it and they don't repay giving it to the poor and to the needy. But the Bible says the righteous give generously. The wicked borrow and they do not repay, but the righteous give generously. Those the Lord blesses will inherit the land, but those he curses will be destroyed. 
So I want to say this as a practical thing. All missions, monies raised for March will go to the Philippines. Whatever you give today, market for the Philippines will go to him. Dropbox in the back, app and all of those things. And I want you to believe God with me. As he puts up, would you put up some of the pictures for me? I want you to believe God that these precious people that we have supported, they, this was the church we helped rebuild after a storm, correct? And there's more to be done here. Do you see that? There's, how many know there's more to be done in that building? <laughs> if that's the rebuilt version, you don't want to see the, the wrecked version. Are you listening to me? That's the rebuilt version, right? But we still have more to do. Last time he was here, and he said they didn't even have the 10. They didn't, just keep the picture up there. That's a gathering they had of their pastors and things. That's the one that I have a special heart for. He can use it however he wants. But I just want you to think in your mind, when we're giving to the Philippines, this is what we're giving towards. And by the way, those of you who are also new, just to remind you, we have monies already saved in our mission budget for us to go to the Philippines. All expenses paid for the missionaries that the Lord tells us to send. Amen? So we are going very soon. My wife and I now are praying more seriously than we ever have. This is a big deal. Some of you have not known me as a traveling pastor because the Lord told me to stay, to care for my family. I have six children. But after the man of God came last time and then he laid his hands on me and we prayed this time, I feel like there's a summer trip coming up for the Philippines for us. I feel like something is happening. I'm telling you, I don't want to commit to it without talking to mama, okay? Uh, but uh, you might see a traveling pastor now. And there is nothing. Let me just say this a moment just as your pastor uh, today. There would be nothing more precious to me in my life than to hide away here and give my life to the gospel. In other words, you may not see me come home. <laughs> I'm just being honest with you because some of you, and I want you to hear this from me. I want you to hear this from me. I was this close to being a missionary. I was already accepted. I was already welcomed. I was already meeting with the teams. And the Lord closed the door. And I have asked him throughout the years, Lord, why am I in America? You know, because I talk to my mission brothers, and he's pastored very successfully in America as well. He's done both. But I, I talk to my missionary brothers and sisters, like Gene and Tisa and, and the others, and they always say, brother, your heart is for the missions, man. I, I just see it all over. You're, you're a great pastor, but your heart is there. And listen, this is one of the reasons that I feel God left me here was because the Chicago area and places like Chicago don't have a heart for this like they should. I just heard Dick Brogdon say, listen, Dick Brogdon is our Assembly of God missionary to the Middle East. He said, Americans spent more money on pet outfits than they did missions. It used to be we spent more on pet food, but now it's getting so ridiculous on what people are doing for their pets and how little Christians are giving to missions in comparison to other things that now when you can just look at what Americans spend, you know, in a year, the Americans spent more on outfits for dogs than they did for foreign missions. And so I feel part of my role, I'm just being very transparent with you, is to help a church understand this. And the reason why, Pastor Ray, and I know you pray this for us, the reason why I believe we understand this is because we do street ministry and ministry and mission out here. 
Like we get it. How many of you, you look at this church and you get it? Like you get, you get what needs to be done there. You go to the community. You reach the people. You build it up. The reason is because you were just on the south side. You were just on the west side. You were just uh, in front of the abortion clinic. You get it, brothers and sisters. And so this is the prayer we're going to pray. And the man of God, I promise you, as far as I know, is not going to talk about money. He's going to talk about faith and something radical. I promise you that. So stop being nervous and stop, you know, you know sucking it in right now. Going to just stop talking about money. That's all pastors do. Because here's the only time this pastor ever talks about money is when it's for missions. And anybody in this church knows that. I'm not talking about raising money for anything of us. When we do the, have you heard me talk about our building fund? Not a peep, and you won't, because that's just between you and the Lord, and our church grows like that. But the reason why you come up here, I come up here, and it may seem a little salesman-y, the reason why I get passionate is because of this right there. There's nothing that can replace that for me. There's nothing. I'm sorry. America, we are so spoiled. We have got the gospel so many times. I want this church to be blessed. Amen? But let me just say this before, before I pray, and then you give however the Lord uh, has you to give. I, as a Christian, have to care about missions so that I know I'm in the will of God. How can I ask God to bless my four and no more, my children, if I don't pray? Come on, somebody. And ask God to bless these children. Do I really love Jesus? I mean... If I only pray for my children, do I really love Jesus? If I don't hear the sounds of their laughter after this picture was taken, you know? Because I know what it's like to gather them together for the picture, you know? The movement of the families here, the, the lives that they live, the moments this picture is over. I have to pray for them, and I have to give. Is everybody listening to me? And then for some of us, we have to go. Not everybody, you know, can go. I get that. But some of us, we have to go sit next to them, and we have to tell them that the kingdom of God is bigger than that tin wall they see. We have to let them know. That the kingdom of God is greater than whatever struggles they're facing. And so that's why I do this. It's not to be a salesman. Everybody who knows me, that's not why. I'm, ju I'm just, as a pastor, so convinced that it's a part of our spiritual life. It's a part of who we are. It's a part of what makes Christians Christians. And that's, you know, that's the joy of serving the Lord. These tears are tears, you know, of compassion and joy. I, if I don't have them, there would be something wrong with me. Amen? So as I pray for you, this is, this is the secret. This is the secret prayer. I pray God blesses you so that you can bless them more. That's the secret. That's the secret. That's what I'm praying for. I, you know, I'm praying for you to see your mission there, to see your heart there. And we'll never stop reaching Chicago. We'll never stop reaching those in our backyard. We're going to do that this week. This is, uh, by God's grace, the first uh, launch back since COVID to the high schools with the gospel truck. I'm going to, by God's grace, we're going to bring the basketball goal out there. Anybody who can make a free throw, we're going to put it in the little park area. We're going to Shores right now. Is this Shores right down the road? 
Prosser, I always forget. Yeah, sure is a Prosser. We're going to Prosser. We're going to put out the basketball goal, make a shot, get a $10 gift card. Here's some candy. Here's some Little Caesars pizza. We're going to do that because we love those children as well. We're going to be doing that, Austin, and you may not know this. We're going to be doing it in the, the that's not Austin. Sorry, Logan. Sorry, Logan. Austin's your counterpart from Dallas that I always confuse you with. But I know you. Just look at the tears and know how much I love you. No, I'm kidding. Forget I forgot your name. And we've been together for like, what, two years now? How long have you been here? Like two years. Listen, Logan. Listen. You may not know this, but we are going to put that gospel truck almost on the stains of where a woman was carjacked and shot in the head in front of her children. Almost where the stains are. Almost where the, the rope was. Is everybody listening to me? And we will come out there and do the work of the Lord. So we'll never, we're never going to neglect what we have to do here. We're not. We're not going to do that. But we have to have a heart for this. And, and, and let me just say this in, in closing. I have received as a pastor so much love from you over the years that you trust me in this. Would you, as I pray, just trust me God is doing something right now. And then give accordingly. But I'm telling you, this is good seed. And I think God's going to do something amazing. And we're going to see it. And we're going to enjoy it together. Amen. Father, I thank you for what you're doing in this church. I thank you for the gifts that you have given us and that you're giving to us to pour out onto others. Lord, as my advice was, I forbid anyone to give that cannot. Lord, let that be real in their hearts. Let them not feel any pressure or compulsion to give, Father. But I pray for those that in this moment can or later on this month to sow that seed of the gospel love into the Philippines that, Lord, you'll bless them. You'll increase them. You'll supply the need for them that they have in their life. You'll help them to reach their friends and family. For all those who gave to the Honduras crusade that we've now seen thousands get saved and uh, the, the packed stadiums, Lord, we thank you. And we ask now, Lord, that as the man of God comes, we will receive him as in the days of the apostles, Lord. Father, it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Would you stand to your feet? Come on, put your hands together and give a great big God bless you to the man of God of faith and power for the hour. Pastor, Apostle, Bishop, Ray. I love you, man of God. I love you more. <laughs> it's always a blessing to be in this church. You may be seated. I look forward when the opportunity is open to come. My first encounter with your pastor was in 1996 at the altar consecrating his life to the Lord, responding to the calling of God, and we lost contact through the years. And God moved me to Chicago from back to the, from the Philippines, and lo and behold, on the church where I'm pastoring on Irving and Tripp Avenue, I saw a sign, Mitra Praise. And the Lord said to me, go and welcome them to the community. So I asked, my, asked my, my assistant, who is from Ghana, West Africa, I said, come with me. I said, well, we're going to go and visit the church. What for? I said, there are competition. <laughs> I said, in the kingdom of God, there are no competition. We're building the same kingdom. I said, if you don't want to go, it's okay. But come on over anyway. Well, I'm his boss, so he cannot say no. 
So we were climbing up the steps, steps going up. And when the door opened, I saw the guy. And I recognized him right away. And he recognized me. And he threw his arms around me. That was from 1996 to 2007. 2008 and 7. And we got reconnected. And from that time on, God has been building up the relationship. I love this man. You ought to love your pastor. He's a gift of God for you. Amen? Hallelujah. Pray for him. I have never met somebody, a young person like him, who have a passion for the world. And when I meet people, old and young, who got a passion for God, my heart goes out for them. I got saved at the age of 15. I started preaching at the age of 16. And have never stopped since. And I'm now... I'm now going to be 79 this year, and I'm just feel, I just feel like I'm starting, <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to fly, amen, praise the Lord. The devil tried to kill me many times, and now the devil is trying to do it again, but the Lord is in control, and I will, I will outlive the devil. <laughs> uh, my left kidney is gone. My right kidney is the only one functioning. 2021, I thought I was going to die. But the Lord said to me, your time is not yet. And so I told the devil, no matter what you try to do, it's not my appointed time. Get out of the way. Last 2021, my right kidney is only functioning 29%. And the doctor said it will continue to go down. It will never go up again. And if it continues to go down, you will be tied, into, tied up into a machine and, uh, which, call, which is called dialysis. And you'll never be able to travel again around the world. And I said, I don't receive that. I don't believe in that. My God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all. But I could also think according to the power that worketh in me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, the doctor said, well, I'm telling you, that's what is the reality. Well, I said, okay, thank you. I came back last year for follow-up on my kidney and went through many tests. Like it normally, it goes for weeks. And in the last test, he said to me, now come to the office because we need to, I need to take you step by step. But when I walk in, he said, sit down, smiling, and he said, I have a good news for you. I said, before you say anything, I said, I would like a request for another ultrasound, because I want to find out how my kidney is. And I said, why do you, why do you need to have an ultrasound? You stop me. I said, I have a good news for you. And then I jumped up to him and said, what is it? <laughs> And I said, your, kid, right kidney, your left kidney is still not working. But your right kidney has raised up from 29% to 41%. I said to the doctor, you told me it will never go up. It will just go down. So you said our project is to keep it the way it is, to maintain it. And I said, well, that's medical science. But how can I explain this? It's a miracle. 
He's in. Hallelujah. So God is still moving in the most impossible way to rebuild His majestic glory for you and I. Amen? So whatever your situation is, that's not the will of God for you. Amen? Never give in to whatever the devil suggested into your mind. Never allow your circumstances be dictated by your, what you see and what you feel. But let it be ruled out by your faith in the promises of God. Will remain and abide forever and heaven and earth will pass away. But the word of God will never fail. Amen? Praise the Lord. So I'm still traveling. You know, uh, one day my daughter said, Dad, are you sure you can do this? I said, why? Well, you know what? Your, your, your kidney is not functioning. I was going to another island. The pastor said, we have 14 people to be baptized. But they are asking for Papa Ray. For, they called me Papa Ray. For them to be baptized. And I said, you can baptize them. They are your convert. They are your people. But they are requesting for you to come. And you have not been here since the pandemic. But the only way to go over there is to ride three and a half hours by bus and take a boat for nine hours. And my daughter said, Dad, you better think about it. And I said, get thee behind me, Satan. I'm going. And when I arrived there, I got a surprise of my life. The little church that we have built many years ago expanded. See, the reason why he was forcing me to go, because he's not telling me anything, because he wants to surprise me, that, that they expanded the church, and they added more people in the church, and they beautified the church. It's now concrete. Before, it was just piece of wood here and there, and it doesn't look like a church, but now it is, it is so beautifully and marvelously a testimony in the community. Praise the Lord. So I've been going up and down the island and going to other islands, other country in, the, in Asia, preaching the gospel. When I go back on May, uh, on the, the, the last week of May, I will be in Malaysia for 10 days of conference and speaking on the Holy Spirit. So pray for me because... Uh, I'm not going to allow my situation to stop me. The, the clock is ticking out. Uh, and time is running out. What must be done must be done quickly. We cannot procrastinate. We cannot give in to any situation and circumstances that we face. And we must move on. We must fight the good fight. Face the enemy. Challenge the challenger. Hallelujah. Push out the kingdom of darkness. Establish the kingdom of God. And raise up the banner of His glory for the nation to see. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now I would like to, to just extend to you the greetings for the people in, from the Philippines. I do not know whether I'll be preaching here. I never asked anybody if I could preach. I just say I'm in town. Whoever invites me. 
you know, last Sunday I do not go anywhere. I, the Lord said, well, you rest. <laughs> so I have a church of my own uh, by myself. And then, lo and behold, I heard from pastor and said, when can you come? I said, whenever you want me to come. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I never speak, talk about money because I believe God will supply the need. Okay. Thank you for presenting the need, you know, uh, for us. I, I, you never heard me say, we need this, we need that. I, I just preach the word of God. I am here to challenge you even more. Okay. That we cannot be limited. By anything in this life. We are limitless in possibilities, power, energy, and purpose in life. We have a purpose to fulfill. We have a destiny to arrive. We have a battle to win. We have a world to conquer. We need to rise up and be strengthened in heart and mind and spirit. Because the battle is being intensified. For the day is getting closer, and the time is coming too soon for the King of Kings to arrive again. And soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. There's a powerful verse that I would like to use, Zechariah chapter 4. The prophet Zechariah, if you do not know where Zechariah is, that's uh, toward the end. Of the Bible. Zechariah chapter 4. You know, I was praying the other day and I said, Lord, what do you want me to speak? Your pastor is a theologian. Okay. Uh, he, is, uh, he has so many degrees and here am I just finished sixth grade. And sometimes I'm having a hard time to express myself. If you, have, if you meet me before... Uh, I could hardly speak English. I learned because the Lord taught me. But I was praying and I said, Lord, what could I preach? You know, we, we servant of God, we people of God, we don't need to impress anybody. We just need to share what the Lord has put in our hearts. So I was praying and the Lord said to me, uh, Share this. So Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. Well, let me begin from verse 1. You sit in here. Now the angel who talked with me came back and walked with me as a man who is, who is awakened. And awakened me as a man who was awakened out of his sleep. I believe today there's going to be a stirring up. And a manifestation of God to awaken those who are sleeping. And I let me tell you, as I travel around the world, I discovered that a lot of our people in our church are sleeping and dreaming that need to be awakened. I would like to awaken your spirit to believe for greater things. I would like to inspire your faith to arise above the situation and believe that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all what you can believe, expect, understand, the things that will blow your mind out. Wake up, church. This is not the time to sleep. Then I said, and he said to me, what do you see? 
Oh, we see a lot of glass. Gasoline is going up higher. Groceries are skyrocketing. The economy is going down. We're surrounded of things that are negative. If you see, what, remember that what you see affects our attitude. What affects our mind, affects our heart, it affects our decision, and it affects our action. Of course, we are human beings. It is impossible not to be affected by the situation around us. That's why we need to be spiritually more awakened. To look beyond the natural into the realm of the supernatural. To transcend from the physical into the realm of the spirit. To walk in the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And to move according to the direction of the Spirit of God. Do not be afraid that we will die with hunger. Because men shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeded out from the mouth of God. Never be afraid that you have no place to live. Because even the birds has a place to lay down their head at night. Never be worried about what you put on to your body to cover you to walk out there. Because even Solomon in his splendor and glory was not arrayed or clothed like the lilies of the field. How much more? How much more shall God will take care of you and those that will put their trust in the Lord? For you are much better and you are much more with great value than the lilies of the field and the fowls of the air. For you are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, sealed by the Spirit of God. And the glory and the power of God remain and abide in you. You are unstoppable and conquerable. And you have no limit to what you can do. Because God is greater than is in you. You than he that is in the world. We don't apologize to the challenges in life. We just rise up and face the challenge. So we need to wake up. We need to wake up to the realization that we're chosen by God. We are redeemed by God. We are appointed by God. We are anointed by God. And we need to wake up to the realization that today we are seated at the right hand of God in the heavenly realm. We are not sitting here. We are sitting in the heavenly realm. We are not subject to the element of this world. We are subject to the element of a higher realm. You are seated in the realms of glory. You are seated in the realm of power. You are seated in a kingdom that cannot be shaken. We are seated in a place of glory and majesty. At the right hand of the Father on high. That's the person next to you. It's time to wake up. Raise up your hand. 
So Lord, thank you. You're awakening me today. You're waking me up today. Amen. Shout hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to continue to verse 3. See it? Two olives are by it, and at the right of the bowl, and the other at its left. So I answered and speak to the angel who talked with me. See, God is talking to us 24 7. It's too easy to respond to what you see and hear on television. But we're so dull. We're so dull in hearing the voice of God. A few years ago, this is when I was young, I said to the Lord, speak to me, Lord. Speak to me. And God said, I've been talking to you, but you're not listening. Naturally, we understand that if you're talking to somebody and they're not listening, it's an insult to you. You don't like it. Because you want somebody that you're talking to is to pay attention to you. Are you listening? Are you hearing me? And so God is saying, are you listening? Are you hearing me? Stop praying. Speak to me. Start listening. Amen. We need to have an anointed ears to hear and discern the voice of God. Because there are too many voices around the world who are surrounding you. But there's only one gentle voice. Hallelujah. That will be so beautifully Awaken your desire to say, here am I, Lord. Here am I, Lord. I answer, I answer your call. God wants to speak to our hearts. God wants to talk to us. The problem is, when we come to the Lord, we talk too much. Save up some time. And sit down quietly and say like Samuel, Lord speak, your servant is listening. It's hard to listen when you're so preoccupied with talking too much. So sometimes we need to shut up and listen. Stop, look, listen. Amen. God has a great purpose for our lives. The plan of God for us is beyond our mind to comprehend. It is not to harm you, but to prosper you and give you a glorious hope of the coming future. And your future may be just until tomorrow or the following year. But however Long it is or short, the plan and the purpose of God is still the best. When God called me 15 years ago, 15 years old, 
And the Lord said to me, you can go around the world and preach the gospel. I said, get the behind me, Satan. I'm not qualified. This is not God. Because sometimes we allow ourselves to be intimidated by the devil. And we hear the manipulation and the deceit, of, deception of the enemy. And they say, you are worthless. You are nothing. You have no education. You have no talent. That's how I in the whole package. As a matter of fact, when I was in Bible school, they want to send me out back home. Because they look at me and I have no future and I'm good, not a good materials for any kind of ministry. But thank God, he doesn't reject anybody. And it doesn't matter how low you are and it doesn't matter how, how, how uh, you are or you feel like a, a little worm. I want you to understand when the breath of God comes upon you, it will revolutionize your entire being, the way you think, the way you feel, the way you see things around you. Amen. So when I hear that, I said to the Lord, I'm not qualified. And the Lord said, I'm not looking for the qualified. You know, most of the time the disqualified is the qualified. And a lot of times the qualified in the eyes of the world is the disqualified. And from that time on, I never make it as an excuse that I don't know how to speak English, I don't know how to speak uh, fluently. I'm, I start before I started a lot. But when the Holy Spirit filled me up, it, it loosened me up. And release me, and I, from that time on, I could not stop talking. Hallelujah. I answered and spoke to the angel who talked with me, saying, What are these, my Lord? What are these, my Lord? Then the angel who talked with me answered and said to me, do you not know what these are? And I said, no, my Lord. See, I'm not going to elaborate it because I'm not a scholar like your pastor. But I'm just going to see what the Lord revealed to me in here. What who you do not understand, leave it alone. See? If you don't understand, how can you function? How can you operate? But do the things you understand. There should be no excuse not to do the things you know what to do. Hello? Did I say it the correct way? There should be no excuse not to do the things you know you can do. Hallelujah. Then the angel said, said to uh, uh, angel who talked with me, answered and said to me, do you not know what these are? And I said, no, my Lord. Second thing, never be afraid to say, I do not know. Never covered up your lack of knowledge and understanding. Because the Bible said, he who lacked knowledge, let him ask of him who gives liberally abundantly, without measure. And he's the best one. <laughs> he's the only one 
who can give you everything that you need to equip you to do the things that he asked you to do. As a matter of fact, after spending three years in Bible school, I went out to the ministry, to, to my ministry. I started my pioneering. I started pioneering my first church in 1965. I discovered that all what I studied in Bible school was not relevant in the mission, in the pioneering church. All what is relevant is you need to bow your head and look to God, and God will speak to you step by step, and God will say to you like He said to Moses. Build this according to the pattern I show to you. And you cannot build until you see the pattern and hear him speak and give you the direction step by step. And that's how I build my life. And little by little increases here and there. A little here, a little there. And pretty soon you are lost already in the vast of knowledge and understanding that only God is capable to release to you the infinite wisdom of the unsearchable riches of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Then the angel said, I'm about to close. This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. This is the word of the Lord to Mitra Praise. This is the word of the Lord to everyone that is called into the ministry. This is the word of the Lord. This is the prescription of the Lord. This is the revelation of the Lord. This is the knowledge of the Lord. This is the wisdom of the Lord. And if you can grasp this, you can do anything. He said, not by might, not by your talent, not with your wisdom, not with your education. I'm not knocking that out. There are, there are places for that. We cannot be ignorant. We need to study to show ourselves approved unto God. We cannot be just lazy, not digging into the mind gold of God's divine reservoir of knowledge. We need to devour this. We need to eat it. We need to meditate in it day and night. We need to follow and observe the prescription of it. And you shall be successful and have good. You will be prosperous and have good success. It is not by might. It is not by ability. It is not by connection. It is not through bribing anybody to advance you in where you want to be. But it is not by might. We are all weak, but it's strong. And in him, there is no weakness whatsoever. And in our weakness, the strength of God is perfected in us. The apostle Paul, in, in summarizing it, he said, in my weakness, that's when I feel more stronger in the Lord. So whatever state I am in, I found myself to be content, satisfied, fulfilled, and strong. Hallelujah. It is not by mind. Nor by power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, power will destroy you. 
power without righteousness, power without humility, power without brokenness of heart will destroy you. Ministry is not about power. Serving the Lord is not about power. So most of people in the world, even in the church, they exercise power to manipulate people to obey them. They exercise power to lord over the people of God. I have a friend who I cherish so dearly got caught up into this in the 70s on that shepherding thing. That he cannot talk to me anymore as a friend unless his shepherd will give me a good signal. Go ahead and talk to him. I cannot go and visit him until his shepherd will say, yes, he can come. To make the long story short, the relationship was this between him and I as a friend was destroyed. Because somebody exercise the power to overrule his mind, his decision, and the direction he needs to go. That's not how God operates. God is still recognized our, our freedom to make a decision. Because you cannot, God cannot accept service that is being forced out of you. So the Apostle Paul said in Romans, Therefore, I beseech you by the mercies of God. Think about the goodness of the Lord, the redemption of Christ, the love of God, the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God, the mercy of the Lord. Out of that, I beseech you, present your bodies a living sacrifice. It's not by power. But you know, the greatest power that we possess is the power of love. The whole world is hungry for love. And if Christ dwells in you, if God dwells in you, his name is love. And the power of love cannot be controlled and be legislated by any laws established where you are. As a matter of fact, the love of God fulfills all laws. And the power of God's love in you can cover all sins, mistakes, and all negative things. The only power that we need to exercise that compels us is that Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandment. And if that power of love is ruling and reigning and controlling your life, you are not going to be still until you obey and follow the direction, the purpose, the will, and the command of God. Because love is powerful to release you to your destiny. It is not by power, my might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Johnny Baptist said, I baptize you in water to repentance, 
But he that cometh after me, who is greater than I, he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost um, fire. Hallelujah. In the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And they shall be filled with the Holy Spirit. The young man shall see vision and the old man will the old man will see vision and the young man will have dreams. I'm still a, I'm an old man and a young man. I'm still having a vision and I'm still having a dream. I never stop dreaming. I never stop having vision. Hallelujah. But you know the one thing beautiful about dream is that you need to wake up to make it a reality. Hallelujah. If you continue sleeping, you can dream until you die. You'll never see your dream fulfilled. It's time to wake up to make your dream a reality. Hallelujah. Wake up and pursue your dream. Hallelujah. And the vision is what you see. God said to Abraham, look now from where you are. To the length of it, to the width of it, as far as you can see, that will be your possession. Hallelujah. Many of us are nearsighted. I want you to ask the Lord, give me a farsighted vision where I can see beyond. Hallelujah. With the, beyond the wall. Hallelujah. And I can see what cannot be seen by the naked eye but can only be seen through the eyes of the Holy Spirit. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost shall come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. We need a refreshing from heaven. We need an infilling of the dynamite of God. We need to be so immersed and submerged into the anointing of God. We need to be filled thoroughly and absorbed the glory, the power, the essence of who God is, who Christ is, and who the Holy Spirit is. Then when you begin to realize through the power of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, who you are, you begin to say, I know who I am. I'm not just a child of God, which is powerful, but I, I am the habitation of God. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit dwells in me. So greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, and therefore no weapons from against me shall prosper, and the gates of hell will not, shall not, could not, and must not prevail against me. For greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And without virtue, without knowledge, without awakening, I can declare, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. No apology whatsoever. Hallelujah. Here am I, Lord. Here am I, Lord. I hear you. Send me. Stop praying. You have prayed a lot already. Stop listening to the marching order of the captain of our salvation. 
and follow where he leads you. And rest assured that do you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you have nothing to fear because he is with you. And then I like the last verse of Psalms 53. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup is running over. When your cup is filled up, it's for you. When your cup overflows, it's for others. Let's all rise up. I pray today that God will fill us up to overflowing. And God is speaking to you and I. To the Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 1. God's desire this morning for you and I. The very plan of God for you and I today. April 2, 2003. The very desire of God that, that you and I will be filled with the fullness of God to overflowing. That's all what we need. Not power, not might, not ability, but to be filled with everything that God is and let it overflow. Because I discovered in all these years that I served, I served the Lord that my ministry is simply letting the overflow of the life of Christ flow to others. There's no struggles. There's no problem. Just let Christ fill you up to overflowing. And it is Christ in you who both determined and purposed to carry out his own good pleasure for you. Hallelujah. 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 It's time to wake up. Hallelujah. It's time. It's time for us to rise up and face the challenge of the hour. Glory to God. It is the desire of God to fill us up to overflowing with everything that He is. Hallelujah. On the count of three, everybody that desires to be filled by the fullness of God, with the fullness of God, I want you to run to the altar and say, Oh God, here am I, fill me up. One, two, three. Run to the altar and begin to worship the Lord. Come on, worship Him, worship Him. Lift up your voice, lift up your voice. God, stir up our hearts. Stir up our hearts, oh God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Holy Spirit, move. Move in our midst, move in my heart, move in me, O oh God, hallelujah. Now, look at me for a moment. Can you, can you just look at me for a moment? I don't want you, come on, I don't want to, I'm not insulting you, and that's not my purpose this morning. But I don't want you to just stand up there. I want you to stand up there and just worship the Lord until He fills you up to overflowing. Come on, let's do our part. Lift up your voice. Begin to worship the Lord. Cry out to God. Come on, cry out to God. For all your spirit, Lord. Fill up the hungry heart. In the name of Jesus, receive, receive, be filled, be filled. 
Hey, my God, my God, my God. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for your spirit moving in our lives right now. In the name of Sunday, in the name of Jesus, receive my God of Sunday. God Almighty, speak in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Worship Him. Worship Him. Come on. Come on, people of God. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Cry out to God. Cry out to God. Cry out. Hallelujah. My Lord. Fill me up, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, you will know no worthy God. You will know no worthy God. You will know no worthy God. There is no one like you. There is no one like you, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, we lift up our voices to you, God. We lift up our voices to you, King. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. No one compares to you. Hallelujah. 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 You are worthy, Jesus. You are the bright and morning star. You are magnificent. You are magnificent. You are mighty. You are mighty. You are strong. You are strong. You are mighty, Jesus. You are powerful. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, keep praising the Lord. Keep worshiping the Lord. Lift up your voices in this place. Don't grow tired. Don't grow tired. Keep pushing. Keep praising. He is worthy. He is worthy. We lift up our voices to you, King. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Hallelujah. Release your spirit to the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let the touch of God be upon you right now. My brother, rise up. Rise up. Lift up your hands. Hallelujah. This is a turning point for you. This is a turning point for your life right now. Let it go. Let it go. Let God have his way right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God. God has a great plan for your life. The purpose of God for you is far beyond your mind can ever imagine. Your eyes have not seen, your ears have not heard, that it has entered into your heart the things that God is ready to release and manifest in you. Do not limit yourself. Glory to God. See to the letter by fill me up. Now, Lord God, I surrender to you. God, this is a turning point of your life. In the name of Jesus, release. My God, let the fire of God burn, burn in His
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Uh, we're just going to keep doing this for a little bit. Hallelujah. Feel free to lead us in any song. If we need to bring it down, we will. But guys, worship, pray.
spontaneous worship come out in these last few moments we have together. Just let the Lord know that you love him, that you're thankful for him. I don't know about you, but I can testify that this service has released me to go do great things for God in new ways that I haven't done before. I am pregnant with faith and expectation. There is something that we as Christians always talk about when we say new seasons and breakthrough. They're more than just cliches. There's more than just a cliche. These things have reasons. And I want to believe for you that many of you are coming into a new season of faith right now. So in these last few moments, would you just focus on Jesus and dream that dream, see that vision. Father, give us the dreams and the visions of heaven. Help us to see, O oh God, what you have promised come to pass, Lord. What we learn from our elders, O oh God, is that you are faithful, O oh God. You took a young man from the Philippines, brought him around the world, and he came to us today to tell us to dream big. Oh, God, it's not by our mind, it's not by our power, but by the Spirit. It started with the Spirit. It's ending with the Spirit. Everything in between, it's always been your Spirit. Oh, God, move us now. Move us now, oh, God. As the Spirit was moving over the waters, Spirit, come over us. Come rest on us, come rest on us, as the Spirit was moving over the water, Spirit come move over us, come rest on us, come rest on us. One more time as the, as Spirit, the Spirit was moving over, over the waters, won't you come? That's what I need. That's what you need. Come on, need the Holy Ghost. Oh, over the waters. Would you move over my life? Would you move over love life today? Would you move over my sister today? Would you move over my brother? As the Spirit. Come on. Would you move in the Philippines, Vietnam, Southeast Asia? 
heart pound when you fill the room. When you move, you make my heart pound. When you fill the room, you're here and I know you are moving. I'm here and One I One more time, come down. Come down. Move in this Spirit, area. When you move, you make my move heart in our lives. When you fill the room, you're here, here and I know you are moving. I'm here and I know you will fill me. If you believe God is in this room, would you bless him now in the name of Jesus? Amen. So, it's been like eight years since I've been on the mission field because I wanted my children to know me and to see me. And I told you that many times. But that prayer right there, brother, it set me free. My wife heard it in my voice. She texted me because she was watching over the live feed. We're coming, brother. We'll be in the Philippines. <laughs> We're coming. It's a big deal for me. Everything you spoke today, man of God, just took away all my fears, concerns, my family, the, the church. I just, I know God will make a way. Who's going to watch my kids? We got some babysitters here that we got some help. But brother, we're so thankful for you. I'm glad that you came. If he blessed you today, would you bless the Lord for him today? Amen. Brothers and sisters, have a wonderful day. You are dismissed. We're going to have second service in a few moments. Would you make your way out to our side door if you are going to go? If not, fellowship in here for a while as the second service folks.